Here at No Dunks, we are in the classic podcast making business, and business is booming. And there's no better way to listen to our classic podcast than with Sonos or the new Sonos Arc. Arc is the all-new premium smart soundbar for TV, movies, music, gaming, classic podcasts, and more. You can experience home theater like never before with Dolby Atmos and enjoy immersive sound that fills the room from wall to wall and floor to ceiling. When you turn off the TV, you can stream music, classic podcasts, radio, audiobooks, and more using the new Sonos app, Apple AirPlay 2, or your voice with Amazon Alexa or Google Assistant. Arc was designed from the inside out for incredibly clear sound and rich bass, then fine-tuned by Oscar and Grammy-winning producers, mixers, and artists. Hass's baritone has never sounded better thanks to the TruePlay tuning software that further enhances your listening experience by optimizing Arc's sound for the unique acoustics of whatever room you're listening in. You can turn on speech enhancement mode in the app while watching TV and movies to clarify the sound of the human voice, which is perfect for when characters whisper or the action intensifies. You can also turn on night sound to tone down loud effects when other people in the home are trying to work or sleep. Very nice feature right there. Sonos works with all your streaming services. Plus, you can listen to thousands of stations free on Sonos Radio. Tune in to local radio, relax with your favorite genres, listen to exclusive artist-curated stations, and discover new music on their signature station, Sonos Sound System. You're going to be listening non-stop with this thing, and you can easily add more speakers to create your perfect sound system. Wirelessly connect a sub for bolder bass, add a pair of rear speakers to hear even more intense surround sound, and place speakers in other rooms to enjoy listening all around your home, even outdoors. I just recently got the Sonos Arc, and I love this thing. It sounds great. It is so easy to set up. Took me about three minutes, and that includes finding uh, an old HDMI cable that had been downstairs in the armoire for maybe a decade. Just plug it in, fire up the app, and you are listening to classics just like that. Couldn't be easier. Couldn't be easier to get your own as well. Head to Sonos.com to learn more and get your Sonos Arc today. place to read your emails and your tweets it's tuesday september 22nd i'm jay skeets and alongside me as always tass mellis hey everybody hey tassie we got the bearded one trey kirby hey hey oh the international man of mystery taking it to the max lee ellis friends mm-hmm. and last but not least making this magic happen it's jd hello there he is and here we are Thank you so much to everyone who sent in questions this past week. Keep them coming, guys. Email them, nodunks at theathletic.com, or tweet them in if you want, at nodunksinc. That's N-O-D-U-N-K-S-I-N-C. You know, I've been saying nodunksinc for a long time. Maybe people have been spelling it wrong. I-N-K? You never know. Sure, nodunksinc. Exactly. Don't want to dunk that sink. (laughs) Tass, I say this every week, but we've got another great batch of questions to get to. 
You're always telling the truth, Skeets. Right. Uh, but before we get to those, uh, quick message from your friends here. Your friends are asking you to do something. You're no Dunk Inc. crew here. Uh, there's been so much messaging recently about uh, voting and how it's important. Well, on Thursday, basketball lovers and voters come together. Mm. Thursday, NBA players, both past and present, WNBA players, past and present, some media will be posting images or testimonials of what it means to be a basketball lover and a voter how important it is and we want you to do the same throw up a message throw up a photo of you balling it's all to get people to go to hoopersvote.org to register update and and check their registration it's powered by rock the vote it'll be a fun day of live streams out there of people just chatting it up and why it is so friggin' important to vote, both uh, not just on a federal level, but it impacts you locally, mm. up and down the ballot. So it's really important. Thursday, September 24th, you can go to Hooper's Vote or you can go to Rock the Vote and see all the content they have and uh, just share a message. Hoopersvote.org is the website to get people to register and update and check the registration. Your boys will be posting stuff. So check out our media pages as well. How's that spelled again, Skeets? I forget. Uh, <laughs> at No Dunks Inc. I-N-C, not I-N-K. Right. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. So, yeah, it is. It is. It, it's a day, everybody, just to uh, to hang out on the internet for real. I mean, it, it, what you do every friggin' day. Uh, you'll just be seeing more basketball players talking about voting and uh, sharing the information that you need to get out there and vote. Because there's a lot of information out there. Hoopersvote.org uh, will... Well, ferret it out a little bit, you know, because you can vote in some states right now. You can early vote. It, it changes state by state. But anyways, it's hoopersvote.org and uh, check it out on Thursday, September 24th. All right. First email. Dingaling dunkers. Can we please put an end to calling Nikola Jokic the best passing big in the league or worse, among the best passing bigs? It's a backhanded compliment. Call him the best passer in the NBA. If he isn't the best passer, who is? Or simply call him the best big because Joel Embiid isn't even close. Just don't combine the two. The best passing big is too specific to mean anything. Is there honestly a better center or a better passer than Jokic? Turn up. Love you guys. Hummus. Big love from <laughs> Cunnel Gunnigan. Skeets. Ooh. Uh, there's two Cunnel. questions there. Yeah, he's maybe got a point though, doesn't he? Because we do say it a lot. You hear it on the broadcast all the time that he's uh, the best passing big in the league or among them. He is the probably right now, he is the best center in the league. Um, is he the best passer in the league, I find fascinating, amongst all positions? And if it's not Jokic, who is it? Is it, is it still LeBron? Um, you know, he's a pretty good passer. He's also a great scorer. I don't know if you guys know that. Um, you it's know, always it, been the playmaking for me, Ski. Yeah, I know right. he's going to finish as the all-time leading scorer in NBA history, but... It is the passing that sets him apart. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, I'm sure there are others in the mix. I guess uh, a guy like Ricky Rubio is a fantastic passer. He comes to mind. Um, who else am I forgetting? Chris Paul. Chris Paul. Paul. Yeah, excellent. Uh, but Jokic is right there. So, I don't know. I mean, I think he might be. A, he definitely is the flashiest passer and that helps I think in these sort of rankings he seems to have the craziest passes uh from all those guys that we've just mentioned uh, or it feels it feels like it at least I know LeBron's got some pretty sick you know cross-court dimes and stuff like that Lee but uh he's he is the best center in the league I'm fine with that I, I, you gotta have him above Joel Embiid I, I I'm totally cool with that right now 
Well, I think uh, offensively, yes, he's a lot more va- uh, varied in his in the way that he plays the game than Joel Embiid. Defensively, I would still say Embiid is a better player than him, but uh, he's working on that. He's improving. But the thing with uh, with Jokic is it's how unique his passing is because it's not traditional in the sense that he comes down and makes these standard passes. You often see him flicking the ball over his head or, or into the corner. He finds a guy when he jumps in the air and he throws that pass and hits the guy who knocks down the three. I mean, that's something that coaches don't want players to do is to jump in the air if you don't know what you're going to do with it. But he seems to be able to find the right guy at the right time. He does remind me of Marc Gasol in his prime. I think Marc Gasol was a, a brilliant passer. Uh, you don't really see so much of it now. But Jokic is uh, is someone who still has like a little bag of tricks, but I don't think it's planned a lot of the time. I think it's more just spontaneous. And that's mm-hmm. what makes him so special out there to watch. Um, but that, you know, saying like he's among the big, that's uh, among the best passing league. That's what we always say when it's like, this guy's top five, top 10 in the league, wherever you want to put him. <laughs> he's one of my favorite players because we find it very hard because things shift so quickly in the NBA. If you have a good patch or a bad patch, you don't want to say, oh, this guy's the best player in the league. And then all of a sudden he has a stinker. It's like, well, he's not the best player anymore. He was there for a day or so. So that's just how quickly things move. But uh He's certainly enjoyable to watch. He's a whole lot of fun to watch out there, Jokic, because you just don't know quite what he's going to do. And his game, because he doesn't look super athletic, you think he won't be as effective as he is. And I think we saw that in the end uh, moments there of game two against the Lakers. It's like Anthony Davis is a great defender and he sort of just made, was able to bully him down and flip the ball over his shoulder and score that basket. It's it's, it's very rare that we've seen a player who doesn't um, bully other defenders who can still score just as often and, and as frequently as he can. I think it's uh, interesting that it took this long for Anthony Davis's name to come up because you could make an argument that Nikola Jokic is neither the best passer nor the best center in the series that he's playing in. That's the question. Is Anthony Davis a center or is he just Anthony Davis, a guy who's kind of a four, kind of a five? He's best when he's playing the five and the Lakers are maybe their best when he's playing the five. And LeBron, he's still the best passer in the league. The guy just led the league in assists uh, for the first time in his career. And like you're saying... It's the Jokic highlights that stick out, right? Like, mm-hmm. he has the best passing highlights. Is he the best passer? I don't know. I'm happy calling him the best passing big of all time. That's a humongous compliment. As for traditional centers in the league who could still do it, not that Anthony Davis kind of next-level KG guy. Embiid is the only one who even comes close to touching Jokic, and that's like, if you get the perfect Joel Embiid game, he might be better than Jokic mm. on a night-to-night basis. Uh, there are still Jokic questions during the regular season, but I think you're still taking him over Embiid. What's fun about Jokic is we used to always get, always say, wow, could you imagine Arvidas Sabonis had come over to the NBA when he was a little younger? Because we saw what he did as an old rookie and the highlights and his playmaking and how good he was, uh, again, despite being pretty old as a rook for the Blazers. That's sort of what we're getting here with Jokic, in, in my opinion, if you remember Sabonis' highlights and him playing you're like, wow, that's maybe what it would have been like. And people would have always said, Sabonis would have been considered one of the best centers ever um, at his time in the NBA. And I was like, ah, really? Uh, who knows? You know, it's impossible to say. Well, if, if they're pretty relatable, then it's true because Jokic is uh, among the best. I'm glad you did bring up AD, though. I was thinking that too. And that's what, it's just, what's your definition of big? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because Jokic is bigger than Anthony Davis. He's just bigger than him. Uh, but yeah, Anthony Davis, first team all center, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and Jokic coming in second there. So yeah. I guess that's why we throw in the among always uh, in front of these well, things. Well, that's because we all want to hedge. We don't yeah. want to come out and say it because we don't want cold takes. Was it freezing cold takes to, uh, <laughs> yeah, to tweet our take? Yeah. Listen, Nikola Jokic is the best passing big in the game. There's no doubt. Uh, but at the same time, I, I would go with LeBron as the best passer because LeBron has to do it yeah. on the move. 
and and Nikola Jokic is planted a lot of the time or or moving very slowly. I think it, it is a, a more difficult pass as LeBron doing it, driving from the three-point line, making it happen all over the court. But uh, Jokic is the best big in the game right now, if you're calling a big a big and Anthony Davis a not so big. Uh, but Anthony, Anthony Davis is, yeah, the first team all center in the NBA because we need to have a four and a five. But if you're if you were picking a team for a game, you'd put Anthony Davis at the center probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, and mm-hmm. so, so yeah, yeah, that's it, all. It's all ambiguous, that's for sure. Um, but it is it is funny how things change because. Kawhi Leonard was the best basketball player in the world when he won the championship last year. Uh, we go into the playoffs this year. Nikola Jokic, yeah, he's among the best bigs. And then Joel Embiid's uh, uh, eliminated in the first round. And now Jokic is doing it on both ends. So he's automatically you know, the best traditional center in the mm-hmm. NBA. And he is doing it on both ends. And he is being relied on as a superstar, which Joel Embiid couldn't pull off in this postseason. So yeah, traditional center. He is definitely the best center in the NBA right now. Uh, but uh, yeah, AD and him are are up there. They could play together. They would make it happen. Um, but, you know, it's something that AD can't do and doesn't do uh, every single minute of every single game at playing center. So... There's got to be some uh, some extra love give, given to Nikola Jokic for that. But Connell Gunnigan is right. It is a <laughs> bit of a backhanded compliment. It's a bit of a hedge from everybody because they don't want to be a freezing cold take. That's, that's the way it goes. But I think Jokic has taken the title uh, from Joel Embiid. And many of us had uh, Joel or Nikola Jokic above Joel Embiid or Rudy Gobert or anybody on the All-NBA voting. It's just whether or not... You put him on your first team or you slipped Anthony Davis on your right. first team. I know right. I put AD number one, Jokic number two, and Joel Embiid because I'm a, a Rudy Gobert hater uh, on the third team. Uh, and Joel Embiid didn't make the third team, which, you know, for a lot of people, they, they, they didn't like his minutes play. They didn't like his effort at times. Uh, that's fine. But Joel Embiid, it is quick. It, it is quick how fast you can fall down the rankings. Right, right. And I'm with you, Trey. I'm totally on board with Jokic being the best passing center of all time in the history of the league. I think that's fair. I mean, like, uh, who, I don't know. Who, I didn't ever watch Bill Walton play. That's the main question, right? Is, sure. is it Bill Walton? And yeah, that guy was an MVP and, you know, the best college player of all time when he was there. Uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar accepting and then, you know, obviously injuries got him. I, of course, then texting my dad. I'm like, does Jokic play like Bill Walton? Just because, you know, that's kind of like a, an unknown highlight guy that, that's a, kind of a legend, right? Like, Bill Walton was uh, was Nikola Jokic back in the day. Apparently, uh, uh, Walton was a little bit more athletic um, and a better defender. Uh, but as for passing, I don't know. You know, I don't know if Walton was bringing the ball up the court the way that Jokic does right. and initiating Unlikely. as yeah. a point guard. But I honestly have no idea. Um, but... You know, for, for right now, it's certainly Jokic, uh, Brad Miller for me, number two. Oh, yeah, Bradley. And it's not Will Chamberlain, because I know some people will say, Wilt led the league in uh, assists yeah. one year. It's That's ridiculous, though. He's like, I was just going to go ahead and do this and like turn yeah. into Rondo for a year. <laughs> exactly. It's like, pretty impressive, don't get me wrong, yeah. that you can actually say you're going to do it and then go do it. But I don't think he's a better passer, at per se, than yeah. uh, Jokic. It yeah. doesn't mean he's a better player, but... Yeah, and Akeem Olajuwon, people don't talk about him as a passer because he didn't get average many assists, but he was not someone who turned the ball over because he made bad passes or anything like that. He was great being uh, passing out of double teams, sure. but you, you know, it's like you throw into a guy on the perimeter who knocks down a three. 
it's nowhere near as uh, notable as seeing Jokic sort of rumble his way into the lane and then all of a sudden flip it behind his neck and, and someone's cutting baseline and lays it up. I mean, he, he just didn't do that sort of stuff. But uh, yeah, Jokic has got the most varied passes for a big man that I've ever seen anyway. Do you think Jokic could win an MVP before it's all said and done? Yes. Like, is that is that crazy to say? You think he could? Uh, yeah. I, I think he could. I Nuggets, think he could. Nuggets go on, you know, a 60-win season or something yeah. like that. He's got yeah. the numbers. Yeah, He's, he's right. definitely got the numbers, no doubt yeah. about it. He could average a triple-double from his position. It, it wouldn't be uh, like a 30-point one like Russell Westbrook, but I can see a 22-point, 13-rebound, 10-assist yeah. guy. You know, they win 65 games, his defense improves, and it's like... Yeah, you know, he's the MVP for sure. Yeah, I think it's in play. I mean, I wonder. I mean, you guys, like we talked about a couple of times, uh, Tass and Trey, I think it was right, had Joel Embiid as a as an MVP pick preseason. So I wonder who's uh, who right now because we're debating who's the best center. Like in a future MVP, who do you have uh, as more likely to take home the hardware? I don't know. That's a tough one. I would still probably have Embiid as more likely to win an MVP okay. just because I don't know just. When he's at his best, he's so good defensively that you could argue he's the best defensive player in the league. You don't get that effort every single night. But if there was ever if there was ever the perfect Joel Embiid season, it wouldn't be crazy to see him putting up yeah. 30 and 15 while also being the best defensive player in the league, right? Um, I don't think it'll ever happen. But, you know, <laughs> the idea that it's out there, it does right. exist. Right. Uh, and, you know, it, it helps being on the East Coast. There aren't a lot of uh, a lot of media members out there. Uh, in mountain time, so I, I know that um, the Denver boys would be feeling a little uh, a little snubbed. Because certainly, you know, Embiid has a, a higher Q rating than Jokic does. He's more famous. He More people know who he is, and I think that that's kind of always going to be the case. But uh, probably neither of them will ever win an MVP because probably. another guy who's a great passer, Luka Doncic, is just going to roll him off here pretty soon. Mm. Sounds like if we need a little round of, hey, what about this guy? What about guy? this guy? <laughs> what about this guy? No, what about just, this guy? Lottie Devots was a pretty good big man passer back <laughs> in the day. What about Josh McRoberts? Oh, the Josh oh McRoberts. Mm-hmm. No, it doesn't even come close to what Jokic does, but uh, he had some highlights. Are, are, you, right. t- are you kidding me? Oh yeah, I'm not, no, I'm not the wrap around. Yeah, he's, he's got some nice highlights, no doubt. No. You're running an offense through Josh McRoberts, that's for sure. He's not the fulcrum of a damn good team that's uh, you know in the conference finals. Love that question. Way to get us started though. That is a fun one there. Cunnel Gunningham. What a name that guy's got. I've never met a Cunnel. <laughs> Have you? Connell usually I'm, comes up in the Manscaped ad reads. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm guessing he's Irish. I'm just guessing yeah, from that good. name there. I mean, but, uh, man. Yeah. You would think so. You would think so. All right, next one here. What's up, No Dunks? It's been a while since I've heard a who says no, so I decided to propose one. Oh, Lee's already groaning. With Russell Westbrook clearly not working out in Houston, how about a trade where Westbrook goes to Cleveland for Kevin Love, Darius Garland, and wing Jetty Osman? Cleveland needs to move on from Love, and Houston needs to move on from Westbrook. Cleveland is completely irrelevant, and Westbrook automatically makes them a playoff team in the East. Hmm. Houston would be admitting that the small ball experiment is dead, but they're also getting someone who can shoot the three in love. Garland is an exciting young piece who's still very unproven, but needs to be added to sweeten the deal because at the end of the day, Westbrook is still more valuable than love. Plus, I was shocked to learn that love and Westbrook are the same age. All right, boys, who says no? That's from Joe in Israel. All right, we got a who says no. Westbrook for love is basically the package here with a couple other guys thrown in. What do you think, Trey? 
this is technically a who says no, but to me it's more of a who says yes, because I think both of these teams would say no to this deal because Kevin Love doesn't really address what the Rockets' problems were. If you put Kevin Love on the Rockets instead of Russell Westbrook, I don't think the series against the Lakers really changes. Mm-hmm. And I also don't necessarily think that the Rockets need to move on from Russell Westbrook. It was a bad series after a four-month layoff and an injury and a COVID diagnosis. Like, mm-hmm. he was playing pretty well before the season shut down. So I don't necessarily think you need to do it. I think Cleveland would be more would be more likely to say no first, however, because Westbrook is so much more expensive than Kevin Love is. They're giving up two pieces in yeah. Love and Darius Garland, who is a guy, I'm not super high on him, but he's at least um, a young player for them, some sort of their future. I do think the Rockets need to improve, but I don't think Kevin Love is necessarily uh, the guy that takes them to the next level. So I think... I think that the Cavaliers would probably say no first, but I don't think that either team would seriously entertain this deal. Okay. Okay. Interesting. I think the Cavs would say yes. I, I think they would give it a shot. Why the heck not? I know Kevin Love and Russell Westbrook are the same age, but how much does Kevin Love have left to carry a team? At least you see Russell Westbrook bringing some excitement uh, to his team and to his franchise. He's an all-star this year. Uh, yeah, he's more expensive, uh, you know. But even if it's just uh, Garland and Kevin Love, it's not a crap load more. It's really just fourteen million over the next three years. Uh, that's that's pennies in the NBA for a guy Russell Westbrook who could pull you into the playoffs, get you some excitement. Do you and- think Westbrook on the Cavs? Like, if this in this hypothetical, the Cavs are an Eastern Conference playoff team automatically. That's fascinating to me. I mean, I'm not saying it's a no, yeah. but it's definitely borderline. I mean, it's yeah, probably. Is. W- versus, Would they be better than the like magic? the Magic or something like that? Yeah, I think the, the Rockets say no. Uh, I think they would be yeah. inclined to say no. It's just, yeah, the Rockets definitely have to improve. Um, and do you want Kevin Love as your center? It's like he has to give it on both ends. It would be there would be problems there. As much as as talented as Kevin Love is, Russell Westbrook. The idea was James Harden will. Get you to the, uh, you know, Westbrook will get you to the postseason with all his energy that he expends during the regular season. And Harden will be fresh and and try and finish the job. Well, Kevin Love is, you know, is he going to be on the floor for the whole time like Russell Westbrook can be? Uh, I I would think that the Cavs would say, yeah, okay. Okay. Uh, But but I I think the Rockets... Nah. Nah, so it's a who says no, the rocket says task. Lee, what do you think about this one? You love these. Uh, as soon as I see, just a reminder to everyone out there, as soon as I see who says no, I delete it immediately without reading it until we mm. get to the show, and then okay. I uh, try to evaluate it on the fly. Okay. Uh, I would love to be it's in the room. It's a weird approach, but okay. Uh, yeah. I would love to be in the room when someone says, Russell Westbrook, you've been traded to Cleveland. I'd like to see his reaction. I don't think he'd be too thrilled about that, but... In, in theory... He played uh, in OKC for a decade. Yeah, but come on, he doesn't want to rather be in Cleveland than OKC. We were you in think? OKC, we saw Tumbleweed go by. Uh, yeah, legit. Cleveland? <laughs> they don't even have tumbleweeds. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's close to Canada. Like. Um, but, uh, you know, look, uh, I, I think Kevin Love would love to play in Houston, for sure. Like, I think that suit of suits him. It's like, all right, James Harden could be the point guard. I'll just sit in the corner and shoot threes all day. Don't have to play a ton of defense, so... I think he would like it, but yeah, it's it's hard to sort of see either team being sort of super thrilled by it because uh, Kevin Love is he is he gonna you know is he is, we've seen the best of him already I think and uh, it really doesn't move the needle all that much for Houston so uh, I can't really see either team uh, going through with it. I mean the young players uh, Garland we just haven't seen enough of him really to understand if he's going to be a good player in this league or not. I, I some people are high on him, others are not, but it's like. 
on a team like Cleveland where they just don't win enough and they're just not in the national view, it's very hard to evaluate him. So I wouldn't just give up on a young player immediately like that. Who they where, where they get him? They got him like nine or ten, I think. In the no, end, he was higher than that, wasn't he? Was he? Yeah, Garland. I, I think he was, he was like fifth or maybe. Six. Yeah, was he yeah. four? Wow. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, eight, man. Anyway, I, look, I, I, like I say, <laughs> well, I, hey, thanks to everybody for doing their research Garland. here. <clears throat> I think if you're if you're Daryl Moore and you can get Kevin Love without <laughs> having to give up Westbrook, you're like sure, and you know their payrolls be about eight hundred million dollars. But uh, you know he, he suits he plays the way that the Rockets would like him to play. Like just go mm-hmm. out there and shoot threes uh, and, be, and grab some rebounds. And that's yeah, that's why play. it does. It, it fits in theory. Kevin yeah. Love fits the style in theory, but he's got to play both ends. He's got to work his butt off. He's uh, he doesn't also... have to play both ends though in Houston. You know? Well, <laughs> if you're going to be good in the playoffs, if you're going to yeah. be good in the playoffs, you have to be. They yeah. were working their butts off in the postseason on the defensive end. They were. And... They were at, at times. At times, they were for sure. Uh, that's yeah. what kept them in the, that in series. I think. Uh, yeah. Well, well, you know, against the Thunder, they played really hard in that first game. Against the Lakers, they played super hard defensively. But once the series was over, then they kind of were like, all right, we've had enough. Right. And it's gonna it's a more important position defensively, Kevin Love at the five rather than Westbrook at the one two. Like those guys are gonna get blown by. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to fight and scrap if you're Kevin Love all the time. You're not gonna be playing with another center. Bobby Covington will probably be your other center who's the same height as you. Kevin Love mm-hmm. is, you know, six, seven and three quarters with no shoes. And uh it's just it, yeah, I think I, I think the Cavs would say, Why the heck not? It, it's it's a it's a weird one. It's definitely a weird definitely one. It works in the one. trade machine in a couple varieties. I ma- I made sure we're not <laughs> okay, good. we're not just throwing it What's, out there just yeah. for fun. What's Westbrook I, got left on his contract? Has he got four years left? No, they both have three years three, left. Yeah, okay, I, yeah, okay. Him and Kevin Love have three years left. Yeah. And well, will probably- either of those guys be an all, make another All Star appearance? Like if Westbrook will make another All Star team, Kevin Love make another All Star team, or um, just one of them, or both, neither of them will. What, what do you think of that? Westbrook would make the all-star team if he played in the Eastern Conference, and I don't necessarily think Kevin Love would. Um, so do the trade if Westbrook wants some more all-star appearances, <laughs> I would say. Sure. Yeah, he kind of got one this year that was a bit of a surprise. So, uh, yeah. you know, he could probably do it again. Yeah, I think yeah. that's a thing. If he's in the Eastern Conference putting up, you know, the, the almost triple-double numbers again, he probably gets in just because of that. But uh, Yeah, and it can be worth it if you're Dan Gilbert and you say, this guy will get us to the playoffs, this guy will get us that extra gate money this guy will get us that uh, extra notoriety that k-love couldn't this year literally the money that you're having to pay out more for westbrook gets paid off immediately yeah no i, I do agree with that it's yeah. a weird one that's a fascinating one thanks for that one there joe who says joe uh new segment <laughs> we, we said joe <laughs> turns out joe? we said joe send us your best who says, says joe huh hmm. We were trying to think of two Joes we could trade for each other. I guess Ro- Rogan or Button. Yeah, I was going to say Biden or Button. <laughs> <laughs> all right, next one. I think we've all been surprised by the productivity and redemption of players like Rajon Rondo and Dwight Howard with the Lakers. While some would say they've both been past their prime for years, the two have managed to tap into what's what once made them elite NBA players for this playoff run. So my question... What other players that are considered washed or that have been given up on do you think have one more productive run in them? My personal answer is make them dance, Lance Stevenson. Let me know what you guys think. Love the pod. Y'all crack me up. That's from Grant in Scottsdale, Arizona. Thanks, Grant, for sending that in. 
Lance Stevenson, always a good answer. Always a very good answer. Uh, I'm Tass, go- if you say Emeka Okafor, <laughs> I'm going to get up and leave. No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. You think he can do it one more time? <laughs> I think you believe he can do it one more time, yeah. Well, why the hell didn't he get a shot? I don't didn't, know. Didn't I don't know if you shot. were trying. I thought you were his agent there for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. I think I got him. Emeka Okafor on a roster, yeah. I think I got him in the league. Yeah, you yeah. probably did. Yeah, he was playing with Jaleel Okafor, and Emeka was playing the Oka 5 in Philly for a game or two. Remember that? <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. Was that, that was last year, 18-19, I guess? Yeah, that wasn't yeah, that yeah. long ago. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it wasn't that long ago that Nicola Batum of the Charlotte Hornets signed a massive five-year <laughs> deal uh, in 2016 and uh, didn't live up to that contract. Uh, he's only going to be 32 at the end of this year, so I think there's a chance that... He could be a versatile 3 and D guy like he was back in his Portland days when he was around LaMarcus Aldridge and Brandon Roy. I know it seems like eons ago, but uh, I, I think if you look at the Sixers, they can always use a 3 and D guy. Um, but I, I would the Sixers need somebody to make plays. I think the Jazz could use him instead of... Let's, let's be realistic here. Rondo and Dwight are coming off the bench. I think... Potentially, Batum could take George Niang's minutes on on uh, the Jazz bench uh, because uh, you know it's it, he's definitely good at what you need in the playoffs: hard defense and be able to shoot a three. Can he make a play? I don't know, uh, but I, I think what it comes down to is situation. The Lakers' situation is so structured, top down. You know what you're being asked for if you're Caruso or your Kuzma, or your Rondo, or your Dwight. So you need a real strong system. So that's why I'm not throwing Batum into Philly, because who the heck knows what's going on there. I think Utah's a better chance. That was the only real team that I could find an actual actual decent fit, because uh, this is a tough question. This is tough. Yeah. you gotta, you got to be in the right... The right situation again. I think it's all about the the locker room and you know LeBron bringing J.R. Smith to the championship and Iman Shumpert to the championship. That works. I don't know if the Jazz will work like that, but that was my my uh, my little wild stab at this question. Well, I mean, I like the reasoning, but Tomb. He's got a player option, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he's got one year. more year. It's like $27 million and something tells me he's picking up that. Did Maybe that guy sign a 500-year contract or what? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Crazy, eh? He made 20. What he made? He made 24 this like, uh, yeah, year before, million 25 this year. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I mean, maybe there's a contract buyout, MJ says. Yeah, yeah. Give yeah. us $2 million back, my friend, and you can leave. <laughs> Okay, Batum, uh, Tass has a little faith in, could contribute to a, to a roster yes. in the right spot. I think that does make some sense. Um, I could see him uh, on a good team, having a limited role, uh, doing uh, some of those little things that you said, Tass. Uh, do you have anything, Trey? Another guy? Kevin Love and Russell Westbrook, I still believe. I think they can still help. <laughs> Kevin Love, I mean, obviously both of these guys make tons of money, and that's the thing, the difference between Rondo and Dwight. They're at the ends of their career. You're not paying them max money. Dwight yeah. Howard came and said, hey, you don't have to pay me anything if I suck. So I'm not going to suck. Maybe that'll be the case when Westbrook and Kevin Love uh, finally get done with their contracts. It's a long time in the future, but Westbrook's still good. Kevin Love is still good. They just, uh, Westbrook's reputation right now is terrible after the Lakers series and kind of after game six and game seven against OKC as well. And Kevin Love, it just feels like we haven't actually seen him. He has allegedly been playing for the Cleveland Cavaliers, but 
The only things that I can remember from Kevin Love this season are him being so pissed, passing the ball to his teammates just as hard as he can, hating playing on the Cleveland Cavaliers. Maybe he needs a change of scenery because, I mean, he's still at about 17 points and 10 rebounds on a team that's going nowhere. Maybe he helps uh, if he were able to make his way to the Rockets. Maybe he would actually be a huge help for them. Okay. Kevin Love, what do you got, Lee? Well, uh, one of the most craziest stories, I think, in recent NBA history is that in 2017, Isaiah Thomas finished fifth in MVP voting. And since then, he's had some injuries, of course. But since then, he's been to Cleveland, the Lakers, the Nuggets, and the Wizards. And now he's out of the league. He's 31 years old. Um, I mean, it's just incredible that he hasn't... Like, that season, he averaged 28.9 points a game. In the playoffs, he was fantastic. Had that 53-point game. Uh, it's dealing with tragedy while he was doing it as well. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, players get injured all the time. That happens. But that basically, that hip injury that he had has ended his career completely to the point where it's like he can't even, you know, stick on the Wizards. Um, so I think he's, I, th- I think someone's still going to give him another shot at some point because surely he can come off the bench. and He's better than some teams that what they have off the bench to be able to go and get you a bucket. You know, he can still do that, I think. It's just incredible that, uh, you know, his career for that, that one or two seasons there in Boston where he's really good and now just like he's done forever almost out of the league. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Incredible, really. So I, I think I think someone gives him another shot. I'd be shocked if uh, at 31 we'd never see him again in the NBA. But, you know, he went to Denver where Mike Malone was his coach in Sacramento, hoping maybe that could be the spot for him. That didn't work out. Yeah, and again, Washington. I mean, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's, it's crazy. It's crazy because uh, I, just, I, I, don't, I don't remember a story of someone just being completely sort of uh, brushed off out of the league so quickly at 31 after he was fifth in MVP voting. And you remember him from Boston. I mean, he was great out there that season. Mm-hmm. He, he was incredible. So uh, I think we see him again okay. at some point. Well, these are all great answers. Let's uh, throw that one at all our listeners. Let us know on Twitter at No Dunks Inc. or in the YouTube chats. Other possibilities uh, of guys like Ron or Dwight to sort of like save their career, have like this late boom in their career, given the right spot and the right minutes and opportunity and stuff like that. Uh, there's uh, one comment here I wanted to get to because a ton of people emailed in after the Jeremy Lin news saying that he was done playing in China, want to come back to the oh, NBA. Oh, yeah. So there's Spiros Karadakis giving us the Jeremy Lin. ton of people saying, Jeremy Lin, he's an NBA champion. Get him back in the league. Now, there's a lot of uh, teams that would like a backup point guard like Isaiah Thomas or the Lin show. And uh, Jeremy Lin is he's only 32. So there's definitely a chance that he gets signed on for next year. All the talk about the Clippers. Oh, they need a point guard. They need a point guard. They need a point guard. Yeah, squeeze him in there. Somebody coming back. Who was he playing for? Beijing Ducks. That was he was. No, no, no. Who was he playing for? Maybe Tigers or something. Uh, Shark. Yeah. (laughs) Tigers. How many teams we can name? The the Beijing Ducks. The Shanghai Sharks. Yeah, I can't. I don't know. I don't know. Let us know. Okay, let's uh, get to our next one here. Hi, Manscaped crew. The Milwaukee Bucks organization and their fans must feel a bit nervous after the bubble debacle and Giannis's upcoming free agency. I'm guessing they would do everything to keep him there. So here's an idea. What if the Bucks decide to use the Greek basketball jersey as their own city jersey with Bucks written in Greek on it? This message would be basically, this is Milwaukee, this is your home, this is your country. Which other crazy city jersey ideas do you have for other teams desperate to keep their star? I think a Skittles jersey would have made Dwight Howard re-sign with the Magic in 2012. Thanks for your daily grind. Ciao. That's from David from Italy. 
Um, okay, so yeah. For, Tass, can you just, uh, what do you think about the Giannis part before we get to Lee's answer? With, uh, you know, making their city jersey literally just the <laughs> Greek jersey. I'm sure there's a rule against that. I don't think the NBA would okay that. But uh, would that help at all persuade Giannis to, to sign on long term? Yeah. Well, no. No, it's not going to help him. But I think he would like it. He's got a yeah. shoe that is entirely the, the Greek flag and uh, uh, all, all Greek colors. I own that shoe. It's a lovely shoe. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I think he would be somewhat swayed. I mean, right. that's not going to make him It would deter him, I guess. Yeah. No, you can't go full blue and white jersey. Uh, Why not? I think, I think you can just throw a little... A little flag in the in the B or something, you know. I don't know. I well, what it's just about making the Bucks like Bucks or Milwaukee in like sort of that in the Greek sort of uh, you know font, uh, lack of a better word for it, you know, like make it look more Greek. <laughs> well, they, yeah, they have like Chinese night in like Houston and Golden State, so yeah, sure. why not do it in uh, Milwaukee? Yeah, yeah, okay. For all, all those right. for all those Greeks in Milwaukee who want to support some basketball, <laughs> yeah. uh, why not? Why all not? Right. So How do you say uh, Cream City in Greek? Yeah. He could do a sweet Cream City Greek jersey. <laughs> Can you translate that for us, Tess? Condescending. That's how you say it. <laughs> 100% dribblicious. Con the fruiterer. Uh, all right, Lee, what's your answer for this? Uh, again, there was an actual question. You know, other crazy yeah. city jersey ideas that you could uh, maybe do to keep teams uh, that are desperate to keep their star there. Yeah, well, see, I tried to think of, like, who, which big-name guy might be on his way out. I mean, Anthony Davis, I think, he's going to re-sign in LA anyway. Right. Luka Doncic, of course, a couple of years away, he's going to sign there. So th- th- those sort of teams, I think, don't really have to worry too much. So I tried to do a little bit of more, uh, I guess, revisionist history, if you like, where I think the Sixers have clearly missed an opportunity seeing how good Jimmy Butler's been playing and the Big Face Coffee has just been his staple. So somehow they just, you know, really sell out to Jimmy and say, all right, Jimmy, let's go all in. We're selling oh. your... I like that. Hey, turn the Liberty Bell upside down. Turn it into a big coffee cup. <laughs> you know, putting up coffee stands throughout the Philadelphia games as well at home. You know, mm. big face coffee and 20 bucks, the same sort of price point. So there for Jimmy. So just to show him that, hey, we really want you, Jimmy. We know you're good. We know that you come with a little bit of baggage, but fine. We're prepared to go all in. So that's what I think the Sixers now, they, they, they miss that opportunity. Philadelphia twenty dollars is their yeah. new name. Um, okay, yeah. So yeah, so like what uh, David said there with the Dwight Skittles jersey. Yeah. Like if, if they could go back and redo the jersey, it may have kept them there. I mean, got- it's the whole branding though behind it with Jimmy, sure. just to be like, listen, man, if you're selling, if you can get people to buy, tw- spend twenty bucks on coffee, we're in for it as well. So let's okay. do it. Okay. Okay. You got one, Trey. Yeah, here's a bad answer. Are there any Charlotte Hornets who happen to be NASCAR fans because they can make a Michael Jordan NASCAR jersey and keep Nikola Batum around? <laughs> I hear he's still got a little something left. Uh, <laughs> this is just a way to shoehorn in that news about Michael Jordan yeah. starting a NASCAR team with Bubba Wallace and Denny Hamlin. Maybe Denny Hamlin will sign with the Sh- Charlotte Hornets if they put up a NASCAR jersey. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Didn't Charlotte, you, didn't Charlotte used to have a NASCAR jersey? Remember they had like the checker? Oh, yeah. I bet Emeka Okafor probably wore them. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And, it and it's like uh, the NASCAR like corporate offices, yeah. I believe, are in Charlotte, right? Yeah, um, I think so. They're a big NASCAR city. The Hall so. of Fame's there, right? I think. Yeah, so maybe yeah. they got to do a, a whole branding thing around NASCAR. I don't know exactly if that's appealing to NBA players, but uh, at least the surrounding environment would love it. Okay, okay. These are all 
great answers. We got a lot more questions. Still, oh, hold on, to. hold on, hold on. Yeah, right. uh, I got to throw this in here. Oh, I uh, well, first, Kawhi Leonard. Uh, he's only got one more year on his contract guaranteed. So you got to start reeling him in now. He's locked up for one more year, then a player option the next one. What about just a, a claw? I know that's been done before, but maybe just the middle finger for that block. I mean, have that have that as the logo behind his jersey. I think <laughs> he'd like that. Put that as a statue out the front of the arena there. Just that. Yeah. Didn't they already give him a house or something, though? Didn't Bulmer just give him a uh, like a $6 million apartment as well? I mean... That's for Uncle Dennis. Ah, oh, that's right. <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> and I grabbed this, uh, the Greek shoe is. here. This is Giannis's shoe. Great. Nice. <laughs> yeah, look at it. It's got the Greek little flag. Yeah, well, it's, got, it's got the Greek key there. That's pretty, pretty cool. It's a beautiful blue. It's a very nice royal blue. That's a and beautiful blue. That's mm. a beautiful blue. So that's like. the fr- that's the zoo- that's the freak one, right? That's a freaker. Zoom, zoom freak the freak one, one. yeah. Yep, Doesn't yep, somebody yep. have a blue buck shirt? Lean, I do. Maybe? Oh, you I got do. it, Skeets? Yeah. yeah. You're right. They were already leaning into the blue. Mm, yeah. Maybe they're... Oh, yeah. This is Freak on the front. I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, speaking, okay. of, speaking of Freak, uh, Ryan Lindsay said you could create a jersey called Zaziki City instead <laughs> of Freak City. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's awesome. <laughs> that's Great good. idea. Okay. Okay. Now, uh, let's take a quick break to hear a word for our sponsors. Do you know do good at using World Wide Web for two communications? Sometimes, do you sometimes do silly words accidentally when not meaning to do them wrong? Are you not liking it when tweets you tweet have tweet problems and your tweeted tweets have mistakes made? This is what an ad read sounds like without Grammarly. With Grammarly, you won't sound like an absolute doofus anymore. Grammarly is the digital writing tool you can always rely on to get your message across clearly and effectively. Grammarly works across multiple platforms, including Gmail, Google Docs, and Slack, to help you write confidently no matter where you are. More than 20 million people use Grammarly to put their best words forward. Signing up for an account is free. Grammarly, it works where you work, giving you real-time spelling and grammar checks as you write, so you can communicate with clarity and confidence on every platform. You want deeper insights on your writing? Upgrade to Grammarly Premium for advanced feedback on tone, word choice, punctuation, and more. You also get email updates about your grammatical accuracy, vocabulary, and something called mastery. Got an 81% on mastery last oh, week. Congrats. Pretty masterful. Yeah. With Grammarly Premium, you can level up your writing to reach No Dunks Classic status in no time. So get 20% off Grammarly Premium when you sign up at grammarly.com slash no dunks. That's 20% off Grammarly Premium at Grammarly.com slash no dunks. G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash no dunks. That is the most nerve-wracking part because you cannot misspell the word Grammarly when you're talking about Grammarly. Congrats on your 81%. Uh, I'm hoping to get in the 90s for next week. You know, you no bees in the Kirby household. <laughs> well, 81's a bee, is it? Yeah, I guess it is, right? <laughs> bees days. Yeah. So easy for kids. <laughs> yeah, I know. Not in my days. 81, that was an A. <laughs> Straight A, no doubt. Uh, all right, next one here. Yeah, that, it wasn't that, doesn't that mean it's easy, it was easier for us? 
Yeah. No, well, for me, well, it was 90. You get an A for an 80, and, and now yeah. it's a B. You get an 80, so it's that harder to get an A. Mm, right, good point. <laughs> what was your guys' A's back in the day? Ours was like 93 was an A minus, and then once we got to oh. the university, 90 was an A. Yeah, I think, no, I think in was, like elementary school. Ours was 80 to 100. Yeah, yeah I think elementary was an a? school for us yes. was, was, was a, a was 80 plus, but then as you get a bit higher up in the school, it was a little tougher. Yeah, because we had the A minus A and A plus, but yeah, within the range of 80 to 100, from what I can remember, yeah. So... That's you crazy. Can, but, but you That's know, like crazy. even if you if you got an A minus, you just said you had an A because oh, of course, you of lying. course. Yeah, if like, I see that A on there, it doesn't matter what marks you're putting next to it. Right, right, exactly. All right, let's get to our next cue. Hello, No Dunks crew. I recently introduced my friend to the NBA, and he chose the Nuggets as his favorite team. Lucky for him, he picked the right year. When we we were watching the Clippers versus Nuggets series, he randomly yelled out "Flamingo" when Jokic did his patented driveway one legger. The nickname has stuck from there. What's a random nickname that you or your circle of friends have given to a player? Longtime fan from the Philippines. Turn up, love you guys. Awesome. That's from James. Random nickname after he saw that driveway dad one-legger. Flamingo! Flamingo It's pretty good uh, description of what Great. of what Jokic does there, that Dirk-like uh, driveway dad, as we've called it, shot. Um, I've shared this little info before on the show. Um, over the last 15 years, I've sprinkled it in every, you know, couple 300 podcasts or so but in my circle of friends former raptors point guard elvin williams is referred to as fish market (laughs) now i did some texting out last night because i can't remember why we started calling him fish market i know who gave him the nickname it was my buddy ken i said ken why did you start calling him fish market ken of course just writes back look at him I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> what does that even mean? And he's like, I don't know. I can't remember either. So then I asked my buddy uh, Dub, who has a better memory for things like this, and he really couldn't recall either. He said, Paul said, quote, I thought it was something like Alvin Williams wasn't very good in one particular game, so he might as well work at a fish market. <laughs> that makes a little bit more sense to me. Like, I could see Ken saying that. You know, he's having a rough game, a rough part of the ser- uh, season. Ah, uh, fish market. You might as well just work at a fish market. I don't know. But for whatever <laughs> reason, it's stuck. Uh, like, you know, stink on a fish. And we always call <laughs> Alvin Williams fish market. Uh, the first thing I think of is fish market anytime uh, Alvin Williams' names come up. And I loved Alvin Williams. Uh, Boogie, Raptors yeah. Point guard. Yeah, Boogie Williams. He's great. He's great. Obviously brought some uh, some success to the Raptors. Limited time there. Um, but, yeah, I, I, that's a weird – It's. We don't really know why we called him that, but it just happened, and it just. Stuck. I definitely. I, I feel like I ask Ken that every couple right. of years. I know. Hey, do you remember why you call him Fish Market? <laughs> I because uh, I asked you a couple of years ago, but I already forget. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I don't have a good. Must be something with. Uh, must be something with Raptors point guards because I think uh, I think Trey probably gets credit for this one. Ham's Calderon. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Jose, Jose and his hams. Ham market. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that they got all grown. the proteins. Yeah, people out there when uh, when he used to play would tweet us in occasionally. There's hams, hams up, and just you know, or the uh, pig emoji. Yeah, hams Calderon works perfectly for him. <laughs> the guy made the mistake of buying a ham farm once. <laughs> Buys a ham farm once. Suddenly his hams Calderon. Buys a ham farm. And he's like, hey, nobody mentioned my ham farm. Whatever you do, yeah. I don't <laughs> think so, Jose. Okay, any other uh, weird nicknames that you've uh, gave to a particular player, Trey? 
I'm waiting for Kyrie Irving to come back so we can call him 100% dribblicious. Somebody's <laughs> got to have that nickname, and Kyrie's like the perfect guy uh, to be. Con Irving. <laughs> Con Irving, 100% dribblicious. Oh, there he is. He's back. Con the fruiterer from Australia and his 100% dribblicious bib. Uh, we're definitely throwing a Kyrie head on that after this. Uh, and they got to get that guy in Milwaukee. That'll keep you honest. Oh, absolutely, yeah. He's even got that stinky pinky ring. Get him out. Get this guy out of here. Uh, any other uh, crazy nicknames? No? Not me. No, no, no. All right. I know there are. I mean, we talked about uh, Ginobili, we called the Pooh God for a long time. We got a t shirt for crying out loud. Uh, but uh, anyway, we've, uh, we don't need to keep saying the same story over The donk. I guess we got the donk out there, too. Yeah, the donk. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's you. Yeah. That's with Luca Doncic, for sure. We call Fred Van Vliet Sexy Fred around here because uh, <laughs> Rachel thinks he's the sexiest raptor. Wow. <laughs> wow. Fred Van Vliet, the sexiest raptor. She must yeah. think Drake's pretty hot, I guess, too. Yeah. Well, I, 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 uh, I showed her a picture of Serge Ibaka, and I'm like, are you yeah. sure? Are you sure he's the sexiest? She's like, she's. Yes. Yes. Oh, so there you go. Yourself. Sexy yeah. Fred. Right, right said Fred. That's why he came up with that song. I'm too sexy for the Raptors. Too sexy for it's the Surge. Yeah, I, just, I think Surge is much, much more handsome. Hey. Yeah, but I'll say this for Fred. He's kind of got that stoic look on his face where he's always like, I don't care. I'm just like, I'm, I'm awesome at what I do without having to be cool about it. I don't know he's got something about him he's, I don't got, know. Yeah, he's got confidence in spirits yeah, no doubt yeah, yeah. straight up appearance I think Serge is a good looking dude oh hey yeah. I'll throw a vote out there for OG I think he's a nice looking guy too you know and he's nice. got a unique look <laughs> it's a sexy team there's no doubt there's no <laughs> yeah very sexy yeah. very sexy we got a sexy nurse as our yeah. <laughs> <coach. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> alright next one next one uh, what's going on, guys? Little story from my Northern Ireland road trip that I just finished. I was visiting Dunluce Castle, a stunning place, by the way, and I went for a leapy in a facility next to the ruins when I suddenly heard Skeetsy's voice. Someone was listening to the pod and playing it through the toilet speakers? While still peeing, I was thinking who to ask, and so I was excited to finally find someone else that shared my passion even if it was in such a weird location. So I ran out to the ticket office, thinking that the guy working there was probably the one controlling the speakers at this castle. When I realized, realized that my phone, completely wet from the pouring rain, was going crazy and playing random episodes of No Dunks uh, via the Podbean app. <laughs> Gutted and sad, I went back to my car and thought of this question. When was your excitement quickly replaced by strong disappointment? Cheers from your biggest fan from Camoli, Italy. That's from Jacopo. If I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but uh, that is a weird story. <laughs> what I mean, he's he at know? a castle in Northern Ireland. He hears my voice. He hears no, no dunks playing. Thinks it's playing on the speakers, I guess. Doesn't check his phone to see if his Podbean <laughs> app is firing up a no dunks classic and. Uh, is all bummed out because he obviously learns that it uh, no one in that, that castle or someone that works in the ticket office was not playing no dunks. But fascinating. Thank you for sharing that. Um, Trey, got a qu- an answer for this one? Excitement I'm just, quickly replied. I'm loving hearing somebody listening on Podbean. And I'm a little <laughs> feeling like DC in the YouTube chat saying, 
what are toilet speakers? What exactly is a toilet speaker? Is it coming out of the bowl or what? I don't know what it is. As for me, something, <laughs> excitement quickly replaced by strong disappointment. Uh, we were having a barbecue at a friend's house, um, I don't know, literally 10 years ago at this point. Uh, Laura bought a nice slab of ribs, just decadent looking, all fatty. Couldn't wait for them. We give them to my buddy Adam. We're like, all right, man, do your thing. You're running the grill today. He's got it blazing hot. The flames are like so tall. Just throws them on within 20 minutes. It's just a black smoldering brick of charred, destroyed, burnt uh-huh. meat. You're supposed to take hours and hours uh, uh, to to grill ribs, slow cook them. And this guy just threw them on the hottest fire I've ever seen in my life. And it's like just all fat dripping down, making the fire get bigger, making the ribs get burnder and burnder. <laughs> I've never well, brought ribs to a grill again. Burnder. Adam the burnderer. <laughs> yeah, so... um. My recommendation to people would be only bring ribs to a barbecue if you're going to somebody that has a little bit of um, savvy and finesse in their game. You know, you don't want an extreme grill master out there doing your rib work. Not cheap either. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. But they rib. cook super fast. That's yes, for sure. Yes. yes. <laughs> okay. So that's, uh, yeah, they'd be disappointed very quickly there. You're all hungry, getting excited for those ribs. That was gone in a heartbeat. Tassie got an answer for this? I'm going basketball. 2011 free agency, Toronto Raptors had Andrea Bargnani on their roster. They had Jose Calderon on their roster, uh, Amir Johnson. They had talented guys. And then in free agency, all of a sudden, up on Twitter, Matt Barnes tweets, so excited to be joining the Toronto Raptors, blah, 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 blah. I was, I thought to myself, yeah. That type of grinder is the exact guy that these talented dudes need. A fighter, a scrapper uh, to play alongside them, to be that guy getting in other teams' face, to be the, the emotional guy. And then within 24 hours, it was revealed that Brian Colangelo had tried to sign Matt Barnes, but it wasn't within the salary cap rules or it didn't work out. They couldn't sign him to that number. So the contract just went poof. He thought he was coming and it went away. Just like that within 24 hours. And it was on Twitter. That usually doesn't happen. Those screw-ups are very rare in the NBA world. So it's unfortunate. Just more Linus Glaza and uh, <laughs> more Leandro Barbosa and Double A, Alan Anderson and Solomon Alibi. No Matt Barnes. <laughs> no Matt Barnes. Oh, GD was definitely disappointed. He loves Matt Barnes. Uh, what do you got here, Lee? So 2006 World Cup, Australia did really well. Got out of their group stage and lost to Italy in the next round. Tough loss. So 2010, I was pretty excited for our performance. I thought, we're going to do better than we did in 2006. And our first game was against Germany. And I was watching it with James Sharman, our former friend yeah. there, or our former colleague uh, and still friend from the uh, score. And uh, I was pretty hyped up. And I said, uh, look, you know, Germany's always tough. You know that. They're, they're going to be disciplined defensively. But if Australia can just get a point out of this game or even lose 1-0, like, you know, we're not going to get killed 4-0 in this game or anything like that. That was the last thing I said to James Harden. uh, James Harden. James Sharman. (laughs) Australia lost 4-0 to Germany, and Tim Cahill got a red card, and we were down, I think, 2-0 in the first 20 minutes. It was just an awful, awful day. And I I don't think... uh, I think we scored against Ghana. We got a draw against them, but then we lost to Serbia. And it was just... It was so disappointing. Such a heartbreaking uh, World Cup for Australia. And uh, I had such high expectations. I thought, we're probably going to the 
at least the semi-finals this time after going uh, as far as we did in 2006. But uh, yeah, we peaked in 2006 and it's been all downhill from there. Mm. It's, mm. Uh, it's tough watching a football game, soccer game. You're cheering on your team and they get down two oh. or three quick. <laughs> in soccer, that's, uh, uh, yeah. it's happened. Don't get me wrong. Every once in a while, a team can come back from that many goals, but uh, very unlikely. Yeah. And then you're just sitting there fuming for the next you know, 45 <laughs> to 50 minutes, whatever it is when they're down. Yeah, same thing happened against Chile in uh, 2016. I think it was our first game, and I was like, all right, all right, all right. Chile's not bad, but we should be okay. I think it was 2-0 in 10 minutes, and I was like, oh, my God. It's over. That Australian soccer team, soft as James Sharman, am I right? Uh, All right. Uh, Next one here. Sup, Nuggets trimmers. Longtime listener, seventh time emailer. 0 for 6 thus far. (laughs) Congratulations. I'm a college student doing online classes from home this semester due to COVID-19 restrictions. So as you can imagine, I'm doing lots of Zoom classes. They can get boring sometimes, so the chat feature between friends while they're going is what keeps me entertained. Recently, in my news and media class, we were discussing demographic advertising, and my friend Adam privately messaged me, quote, try the lawnmower 3.0. I, of course, (laughs) immediately thought of you guys and responded, manscaped. Keep that lawn trim downstairs for your special lady and try our new ball deodorant. Problem is, I hadn't sent it only to Adam. I accidentally sent it in the everyone chat. Oh no, to the entire class, which included my professor. The class went silent for a second while I watched Adam die of laughter. I said out loud, quote, sorry, Dr. Walsh. Just wanted to show a good example of demographic marketing for adult males. Smooth shave, save, sort of. My question is, have you ever sent something to the wrong person or people, and how did you recover? That's from Jack in SoCal. Just needed a terrible story to get him here on Beach Steppin'. There you go, man. One for seven, Jackie. I like that. That was a fun share there, Jack. Uh, Yeah, way to get your email in. Uh, I'll go first here. Um, You guys might remember this. Like a lot of you, I'm sure, a lot of you listening, you likely have... Uh, you know, how many WhatsApp chat message groups going at once, you know, I'm sure you, if you're like me, you got like 30 going and, uh, it's at times, uh, very easy to write the wrong thing in the wrong group chat. And maybe that can get you into some trouble or maybe some awkwardness. And so one came to mind when thinking of this question, uh, it was a couple months ago now. Yeah. I guess it was back in April. I sent this to a group chat that's the guys here at No Dunks and our agents, okay? I sent a voicemail message, which is very rare for me, but here it is, I'm gonna play it for you. This is what I sent to, again, our agents group chat. I've been bruised by a pearl now. <laughs> okay, so I just said that. Yeah, play one more time just so you can hear it. It's really short. I've Okay, so as you can imagine, there was a lot of like, what? And I was trying to send it to our other group with the guys, the No Dunks guys, and Matt Austin. Now, one of our agents' names is Matt Olson, so you can see why this is easy to screw this up. But everyone's like, what? What's going on? What does this even mean? Uh, And so then I just had to explain it. So I said, LOL, the guys and I were talking about how Leah Pearl 
who we worked with at NBA TV and is the daughter of college basketball coach Bruce Pearl, married a guy named Ball. And yeah, this song popped in my head. (laughs) And I really wanted to send it to Matt Austin. Uh, Instead, I sent it to Matt Olson and Michael Klein, our agents. Uh, Yeah. Again, I mean, I couldn't really care. I wasn't embarrassed by any means, but... That's just a weird thing to send out of the blue to a chat that, let's be honest, like, it's not all, we're not, we're not like commenting all the time. It's not every day there's something in there. So for something to pop up, a voicemail message at that, and you just hear this? And why did I think, why did I, that go in my head? I don't know. Why did I feel like I had to share it? But I did. Uh, and then ultimately sent it to uh, to Austin as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad he got to hear it. And I'm glad yeah. he's getting to hear it again. Uh, our so agent, you sent our, it uh, yeah, our, to our agent, Matt Olson, not the baseball player, Matt Olson. No, no, oh, no, no. Okay. Our agent, Matt Olson, and our agent, Matt, Michael Klein. Michael Klein said he wanted to make it his ringtone, <laughs> which I appreciated. Uh, but yeah, shout out to Leah Ball. She did mm. marry a ball. Her last name was Pearl. Her dad's name was Bruce. <laughs> and for some reason, all that came into my head. And I came up with that little ditty there. <laughs> so weird. Little so ditty. Weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Any other answers for this? Oh, man. Uh, I hope not. I hope not. But um, so, guys, <laughs> you know, well, this is why I'm saying I hope not, because it's it's in the process right now. Uh, uh do you remember a couple of years ago when um, I, I think all you three guys went to Toronto for a for a hoops talk event and I couldn't go because of a visa issue? Yeah. So my visa has to be renewed again for uh, Canada. Mm-hmm. So I filled out the paperwork. It's pretty straightforward. Send it off. And uh, a couple of weeks later, they said, uh, "Well, this is so. This is now last week." They said, uh, "We because of COVID, we're not processing these in person anymore. You have to do it all online. So we're sending back all your documents, and you have to send your passport off, right?" Oh, that's so and I, I know, and I'm like, oh, "Okay." So I sent my passport with FedEx. I had a return envelope there with FedEx, right? And they said, "Oh, by the way, we only use uh, our trusted um, courier, so you have to pay for that." And I'm like. Okay, then. So 50 bucks, pay for that. And uh, because it's a passport, you have to sign for it when it arrives, right? So a day later, so now this was on uh, this was on uh, Tuesday of last week. I, I, can't, I don't know what days are anymore. But uh, I want you to see where this goes. I am all in already. On okay. Tuesday on. of last week. Come on, got, Jim Courier, get us there. On Tuesday of last week, I, <laughs> yes. got a, uh, I got a message from FedEx saying, we've picked up your package and it's going to be delivered on Thursday at 10.30 a.m. and someone has to sign for it. And I'm like... I'm like, I mean, it was with FedEx anyway, but okay, okay, I don't care. Just send it back, send it back. 10.30 Thursday, signing. And, you know, we're doing the show, so I said to my wife, Roxana, I said, can you just kind of watch out because you have to sign for it because it's a... She's like, sure, sure. After the show, no, not here yet. I'm like, hmm, okay. So I went to FedEx. It said uh, it's scheduled delivery still at 10.30. And I'm like, okay, maybe it's just, you know, I think there was it was a really rainy day that day, so I'm like, it's not, not the end of the world. <laughs> And then, uh, so I keep refreshing throughout the day, keep refreshing, and it's like, uh, we have a new time and a new date for your uh, delivery. It's now going to be Thursday at 10.30 a.m. And I'm like, that's exactly the same time that it was supposed to be here. Mm. So I, I go onto the chat for FedEx. The chat is not a chat at all. You can't chat to anyone anymore. It's like, is your package arrived? No. Was it? Is it past the time it was supposed to arrive? Yes. 
contact FedEx then by this number. I'm like, isn't this what I'm doing? <laughs> You're like, I understand it's rainy outside, but where is it? <laughs> anyway, here we are now, Tuesday, uh, four days later. Oh, business, uh, only business days as well. They don't work Saturday and Sunday, apparently. I mean, sure, I've had packages delivered Saturday and Sunday. I mean, you can get a package here. In the rain. Even. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, so here we are, Tuesday, and now the latest update from FedEx is pending delivery. Like, what the hell does that mean? So I've gone back to the visa <laughs> center and said, can someone please tell me what the hell is going on? First of all, I had a return FedEx package that I'd already paid for. That apparently wasn't good enough for you. Or you didn't see it. I had to pay for another one, which I paid for, got the receipt for. Uh, and now my package isn't here. So I'm uh, feeling a little anxious at the moment. That's well, for sure. Well, luckily you have like eight passports. So oh, I mean, I know, you lose I one, know, who cares? I, I got seven I more. But, oh my God, I'm, I'm just... Wow. I, how did you answer the question? Hmm? How did this answer the question? Well, I was sending it off somewhere wrong. I'm like, I hope I didn't send it off somewhere wrong because... But you didn't send it somewhere wrong. Well, I didn't, but I haven't got my passport and no one's responding to my inquiries. So uh, I, got yeah. you. I don't yes. know where it is. Some comments saying, yeah, what was the question? I totally forget now that Lee has talked about yeah. it for a while. But the question, have you ever sent something to the wrong person or people? And how did you recover? Well, Lee, you haven't recovered yet. Well, I haven't yet. recovered, yeah. no. 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 And uh, and the classic, these companies, you know, they, they send you the emails with a no reply address as well. And like, let me f***ing reply to you, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> cool story, bro. Uh, Cool story, bro. <laughs> oh, JD. Oh, JD has God. been saving a drop for the last twelve months. He hasn't. He hasn't dropped one thing. There it is. Finally, oh, too good. Oh. You said the package was supposed to be delivered Tuesday, right? No, it was Thursday. The latest last, update. Well, last Thursday, Thursday. Then yeah. the update was Tuesday. But the problem is now it's Wednesday. Wednesday. By the time you end the story, you just told. Oh my it's God! Like let me. Day. Let me see. Let me see. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, give oh, an update, a live man. update check. Tracking oh, updates. Man. It's been initiated. Yes, I know it's been initiated. <laughs> let me see, let me see, let me see. And it is oh what a shocker. Estimated delivery date. Pending. Hmm. <laughs> oh, I want it, I want it oh, to boy. arrive right now. Oh, so ah. bad. So <laughs> Knock on the door. Yeah, and I want you to bring the FedEx guy in or whatever service they ended up using. <laughs> Oh man! Talk to oh, me. No, no, you put it. What's your I mean, Why are you afraid of the rain, man? <laughs> what a scam that is, though. We only use an approved courier service, the, the one that I've already paid for. No, not them. <laughs> All right. Any oh, other man. answers for this? Oh, what a story! It'll That's get one to. of your best stories ever. <laughs> Literally, I sent a package and I'm just waiting for it to come. Back. <laughs> that took ten minutes. It sucks, though, not having your passport. I'll give you that. Uh, hey, look, you're not going anywhere anyway. What does it matter? Oh, no, no, I can't go anywhere well, now, right. even if I wanted to. All right, well, where are you going to go? Mexico? Uh, we were hoping to, but their border's still closed. But, okay, you're not going anywhere. So. I know, I know, but it's but that's the thing. I hate my passport not being in my possession. I hate that. <laughs> I hear you. Have you ever lost your passport? Lee? No, no, uh, no. But one time when I was leaving, oh, uh, I was leaving <laughs> Toronto. I was flying back to London. I was at the, uh, you know, it was like boarding started, yeah. and so I had all my things. And I'm walking up, and I'm like, it, um, it's my turn, and I'm like, oh my god, where the hell is my passport? I dropped it at, at the seat that I was sitting at, and I was like, for that five minutes, I was like, I can't believe I've gotten this far and I've lost my passport. It could be anywhere. The plane's about to leave, and then I hear. 
uh, Mr. Lee, let's come and collect your passport. Like someone picked it up and wow. handed it into a desk. So, whew, awful feeling, man. Cool story, bro. <laughs> 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 oh, I love the image too. I love the Willy Wonka photo. Uh-huh. All right, any other uh, answers to, to this one for you guys that didn't answer? Oh, uh, I just ordered a router and I accidentally sent it to my mom's house. <laughs> Whoops! <laughs> Whoopsie Daisy! She sent it back to me. I set it up, and guess what? You can't have two routers in the same house. I had to send it back. Wow. It sucks, just like that story. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I've actually wanted to have two routers in a house just to make sure I'm getting some good signals, you know, everywhere. But you can't. You're right. You're right. You I know. I, I thought for sure of it was like, okay, your, your internet works upstairs because you got a router. I'm going to try it downstairs. Throw in a router. Nope. You don't want to be splitting those signals. No. You, you, can't. Can bo- you can boost that bad boy, right? Yeah, we've got yeah, one of those. Yeah. We've, yeah. Uh, we've done maneuvers here. The problem is living in a building made entirely of concrete. Yeah, The waves aren't flowing. Um, so I'm hardwired in. I haven't been hardwired into the internet for a while. Wow. But wow. I'm loving it. Tethered. Oh, that's cool, man. I'm envious. <laughs> Thanks, dude. Yeah, man. You're so much faster. That's hey, uh, there a uh, you know what? Uh, bring your computer over here. I'll let you plug in. All right. <laughs> Isn't there a famous Canadian sports broadcaster who's uh, oh, pretty good with the internet? Oh, God. <laughs> Go on. Vic Rauter. <laughs> uh, wow. wow. Worth it. A good router joke. That's worth it. I'm, I'm here for all your Vic router jokes, Lee. <laughs> All right, that's going to be a TSN turning point in this podcast. (laughs) That that guy could broadcast every freaking sport. He could broadcast the transmission of a router to a computer and the data to a computer. That's how good that guy was. And is, I'm sure. Yeah, Vic Router is still with us, right? Yeah. Yeah. Good, good, good. Um, Do you have an answer to this, Tess? I mean, yeah, but I don't know. Do I I want to do it? Well, I've sent uh, a bunch of emails. This this stuff definitely has uh, uh, relevance to this show because we've compiled email lists over the years of our fans trying to email stuff out to them. And so I've had a bunch of email lists over the years. It's gotten pretty large. And uh, sometimes I forget to BCC everybody. <laughs> Whoopsies! Uh, sh- you know, I just throw I throw everybody's email address oh, in the to field. Oh, oh. Uh-oh. That's not good. Yeah, it's not good for anybody. Uh, but you know, it hasn't hasn't really. Have I recovered? Yes, thankfully I have. <laughs> good. Uh, all good, all good. And nobody's um, data has been shared with anybody haven't sent it over my vic router we're all good we're all before good. before you send an email task you got a really gino rita <laughs> uh jack look at that jack it took you seven times to get a question on this show and i think you maybe sent us the best whatever or uh, at least to get some of the craziest responses of all time for that one okay let's take another quick break and then we got a few more questions hey i'm Taz malice of no dunks on the athletic Do you want to walk into a room with your chest puffed out, your neck long, and your shoulders broad? Of course you do. For me, getting clothes that fit properly can give me the confidence I need to do just that. Indochino hooked me up with the gear that fits perfectly. 
I dreaded getting dressed for my Zoom meetings, but now I change for each one with a big smile on my face. I did a virtual fitting on Indochino's slick website for them to get my measurements. I didn't have to talk to a single human. There are so many options. Here are a few I chose. A long shirt, because I tuck it in. I got a no dunks monogram, and I decided against a shirt pocket. I sincerely did not think that custom fit clothing was this affordable, and all customizations are included in the cost. The website keeps your measurements on file so you never have to re-enter them. The best part, Indochino suits start at just $2.99 with all customizations included. Indochino is a no-brainer if you're getting married. Visit one of the Indochino showrooms across North America, or book a virtual appointment like I did and shop online at Indochino.com. And right now, you'll get $30 off any purchase of $3.99 or more when you enter code TAS. Not ass, TAS, T-A-S, at checkout. That's Indochino.com, promo code TAS. All right, next one here. Hey, Steve Nash, career dunk attempts. Every year after the playoffs, we get the classic questions of what's next for this team and or is it time to blow this team up? Everyone will be asking these questions about the Bucks and the Rockets. But what do you homers think will happen to the Raptors? They were an incredible team, so by no means should they blow it up. But is it time for a reboot by moving on from vets like Marcus Gasol and Serge Ibaka? What's the best path for the Raps? That's from Zach H. Tass. What do you think, man? <sighs> what is the Jay Onright path for the Toronto Raptors this <laughs> offseason? Um, listen, I think I think they're going to work around the edges. And I'm not just trying to, to skimp out on an answer here. But uh, I think the big guys, Marcus Gasol, Serge Ibaka, and Fred Van Vliet, those are your monstrous salaries coming off the books. I think Marcus Gasol, there is a chance that he just picks up and goes to Spain because there is a report out there via Sportando uh, that uh, Marcus Gasol is going to go be with the club, the basketball club that he's built up the last several years at 35 years of age and just uh, go back to his home of Barcelona. And our man John Hollinger on The Athletic, who was the uh, uh, heading the front office of Memphis while Marcus Gasol was there for many years, said, I could definitely see Marcus Gasol doing that. So if he goes, I think they would want to retain Serge Ibaka for a, a cheap contract. I think they definitely want to retain uh, who we just found out is a very sexy man, Fred Van Vliet, uh, <laughs> on this roster. And so when you've got, if you have those guys, if you have Fred, you got Serge, you're paying Kyle a lot, Pascal's contract kicks in. Uh, that's your core, really, in OG Ananobi. That's really your core. And, and I think that's okay for one more year. Uh, and, and obviously, Masai will be working the fringes, trying to get another starish player, another big. Uh, but I think that's what you're going with next year. And Maybe it doesn't sound like a championship team, obviously, because they didn't win it this year. But, mm -hmm. hey, it's as close as most teams. And uh, I think uh, there will be some, some moving to get other parts around those guys. But that's a lot of money that's going to be assigned uh, to Fred, most likely, if he sticks around. Pascal and Kyle, even though a lot of money's coming off the books, it just gets pushed to those guys anyways. Mm -hmm. uh, and so... You know, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that being their uh, the main part of their team next year because, it, hey, it's a freaking good team when it comes down to it. Anything to add, gentlemen? The question is Abaka. Uh, I think he's going to be in demand for teams kind of around the league since we're, we're trending into an even more small ball world, right? And he's a great small ball player. He's been a great small ball player for quite some time. Now he's got the three-point shot that's pretty reliable. It's weird to think that back in the day, Serge Abaka was like a 
a defensive guy, and then he started shooting these 18, 19 footers, and everybody's like, what? A tall guy who can shoot from there, and he's a defensive player of the year candidate? Now he's like an offensive guy, but he also brings the defense a little bit as well. I think Abak is a guy that is going to be looked at around the league. This is probably going to be his last decent contract, right? He just turned 31 years old, so... If he wants to get a big deal, perhaps he looks somewhere elsewhere uh, than the Raptors, but I, I wouldn't be upset if the Raptors brought back as many people as they could and tried to give it another run. They were still pretty close in the East this year. Yeah, I, th- I think that's actually likely what is going to happen. I don't think both Marcus All and Serge Ibaka will be there. I think it'll be one or the other, and like Tass said, that might decide on what Gasol's even doing. Does he even want to still play in the NBA? Um, and then the Fred Van Vliet is like, that's the big gulp to me of like, you know, how much do you pay that guy? And will he live up to the contract? Uh, I mean, the guy's bet on himself time and time again. So uh, he can probably prove a lot of people wrong once again. But there will be some interest, I think, from some teams in trying to acquire Fred Van Vliet in free agency. Sounds like the Raptors are pretty, uh, you know, on board in keeping him. But what number do you go, whoa, that's a lot for obviously a very, very, uh, you know, sort of undersized two guard. Really, he's like, I mean, he's sort of a point guard. He's actually more of a shooting guard in a weird way. So... That to me is the thing, but yeah, otherwise around the fringes because you're not doing anything. You're not moving Siakam and OG's not going anywhere. Norman Powell, maybe there could be interest if they wanted to move on from him and you get, you know, pieces back. Possibility, I guess, but for the most part, it's going to be the same team. Um, It's totally fine with me. It's going to be a probably still, if all those guys are healthy, um, I don't know, still a top four team, top five team. I know the Nets make things a little more interesting with all their guys, but it's going to be one of the better teams still in the Eastern Conference, so. Yeah, it'll be pretty similar, I think, Lee. The Raptors get compared to the Spurs a lot uh, now. You know, they're kind of the Spurs East after the Hawks were the Spurs East for a couple of seasons. And one of the things with the Spurs is they don't want to pay Fred Van Vliet. They want to pay the next Fred Van Vliet. So I'm curious to see if the Raptors will go the same way, right? It's cool to pay Fred Van Vliet just under $10 million. Is it as cool to pay him twenty five? Uh, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. The thing is, point. the thing is, though, they could lose him for nothing. So I think, as an asset like that, you want to sign him up, assuming he will live up to that contract. And then, if you have to deal him, you deal him. He's only twenty six. He's he's going to get paid. He's going to get paid a big, big paycheck in his next one. And the Raptors have to get it right too, because he's unrestricted. So if Masai sort of is like, we'll test the market, and he's like, well, if if you don't sort of value me that much, then maybe he just signs a big contract with someone else. So. I think the Raptors will sign him, knowing they probably will have to overpay a little bit. But I think it's worth it because uh, they've done such a good job with him. They've they've developed him. They've made him into this, and they don't want to just let him walk away for nothing. And what about the, any chances at all of moving Lowry? Or is that just crazy because of GOAT status in, in Toronto with the organization? I, I, if the season doesn't go well yeah. and there's interest in him at the deadline, yes. But certainly not before the season, I wouldn't think. I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, Kyle Lowry is, uh, is Mr. Raptor these days, and... Uh, he just showed again in the playoffs, like he's going to do everything he can to to fight for that team, and he he's the he's the backbone of that team. So I, I'd be very very shocked if uh, if if Masai was to trade him, knowing they've had a little bit of a a, a tenuous relationship too. There, I think uh, Masai wouldn't do that to him. I don't I don't think anyway. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, since the Clippers have gone out of the playoffs, since the Bucks have gone out of the playoffs, lots of talk about getting a star point guard, and then Kyle Lowry's name comes up. But I do think it's from. The, those sides of the, the trade. It's not from the Raptors' side. I don't think that the Raptors are looking to blow it up. I don't know if it's just me being slightly nostalgic, but I do want to see Kyle Lowry's a Raptor for life, even though you know it was just a few years ago that I think most Raptors would have been singing a, a different tune. Uh, but at this point, you know, Kyle's in his mid-30s. Does he want to go chase a ring? I think from his side as well, 
he's done it. What's what's the point? What's the point of picking up your family and going and maybe getting a crack with the Sixers? I think he's gonna stick around. But uh, you guys brought up some great points, uh, very good points. Uh, if they overpay Surge, then that's a uh, that's a problem. I think they want to keep him uh, on the cheap as possible. Um, and I just wanted to share this one quick fact before we move to the last question. We seem to know so much about Spanish basketball players and and their. Uh, there are other hobbies like Jose Calderon owns, owns a ham farm in Villanueva de la Serena. I can never say that. Uh, Marcus Sol started a basketball club. For the first year, it was called CEB Girona Marc Gasol. It was had his name, but then they took it off after a year. So CB, CEB Girona now is the name. But at first it was called Girona Marc Gasol. Uh, so that he might go back there to... Uh, Tend to basketball. Well, yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe just like oversee it as well. But yeah, yeah, that's true. I never even thought about him going to play, but that would definitely make sense as well. And eat some ham. Uh, Of course. And tend to his garden. We knew that about him. He has a garden. Loves growing his own stuff. Okay, last email here. What up, no dumps? I reached out a few months back as COVID royally messed up the order of my Chicago-style no-dunks tea. Aware that my French address could have been the root cause of all the mess, I told the crew not to stress. Send those fin dogs, that's money, to the American (laughs) Nurses Foundation anyway. But y'all know the No Dunks crew wouldn't miss an opportunity to dish out a classic, pod or otherwise. And you'd be exactly right. J.E. Skeets hit me back. Sent me that sweet, sweet classic tea for me to rock throughout Europe. Here's where I have a dilemma. Literally a week later, after months of waiting, the original tea showed up, unannounced and frankly, undeserved. Long story short, I now have two. How can I pay you? Where should I donate them dogs on your behalf? I guess I need to find a question to bring us home. When's the time you guys got more than you bargained for? Squats up, move them thighs, posture. That's from Louis in France. Uh, it's an honest man, that Louis. Yes, we had some back and forth there in our emails. That's all right. You just keep that shirt and you just uh, just give that money to uh, whatever charity of your choice. Uh, do whatever you want with it. And by all the international listeners that have ordered shirts, yeah, it can take its. It sucks, but it's just like with COVID, as we've just talked about with Lee for 10 minutes, uh, delivery uh, services uh, can run into problems like rain um so yeah i mean look it can take a while unfortunately for some of these shirts especially to arrive overseas so you got a hold tight they generally find their way to you it just takes a long damn time like it just get i think they just get stuck at these weird you know custom places and stuff like that but thanks louie you're a real one and you got a good question there too trey you got an answer for that one's the time you guys got more than you bargained for yeah, we, um, being in the basketball media, occasionally we'll get a pair of shoes sent to us. And once upon a time, uh, a brand sent all six of us shoes to my address, but I wasn't home for the delivery, so I had to walk eight blocks to get to the post office, pick up the shoes. I get there. Oh my goodness, there are six boxes of shoes, and they're coming in these huge promotional yeah. boxes. So, you know, probably like 18 inches cubed, 18 by 18 by 18. They're gigantic, and there's six of them. And now I've got to walk home with six humongous <laughs> boxes of shoes outside eight blocks. And I'm like, I mean, I'm tall, so I'm trying to hold them and do it all at once. And these are probably sticking over my head. I don't know, four feet. I'm just like <laughs> wiggling down, hoping there's not a big old gust of wind to blow, uh, blow off our shoes all over the place. And then, you know, we get there and 
They weren't even good shoes. It was like oh. a complete waste of time. I'm hauling all these shoes. <laughs> Looking like a idiot. Uh, and then, you know, finally do the deed, give them to my friends and totally not worth it. 100% not worth it. Sweet, man. I was like, I didn't even get the content of somebody videotaping me uh, walking down the street for it. I mean, maybe somebody got it out of the car. Like, look at this dumbass <laughs> with these big old boxes trying to walk around here. Yeah, so what shoes? Did, what shoes were they? Uh, so I can be disappointed were, all over again. They were like a lime greenish, uh, a basketball shoe. I don't remember exactly what they were. Mm-hmm. I can't um, even remember them. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. <laughs> they were they were not amazing, I guess. Yeah, first world problems though. We got yeah, yeah, too yeah, yeah, yeah. many shoes, too many shoes. Um, okay, that's a good one. I would have liked to seen that visual. You're right. That would have been a nice Instagram story of Trey trying to stumble home mm. with these giant boxes. Tass, Lee, answer for this? I don't got one for this one. Well, I can jump in here. I uh, I go to a Greek man to get my feta cheese, and uh, I ask him for one kilo of cheese mm-hmm. quite often, and uh, a kilo tiri. Uh, that's what I ask him, and uh, he gives me a monstrous chunk of cheese. Never just one <laughs> kilo. Oh, that's nice. As I'm blessed. I am absolutely blessed to get more than one kilo of cheese. And then I ask him, for some of that dirty brine water as well, the the, che- the water that the cheese comes in. So he pours that in. You need that stuff. You need it. it keeps right. it salty, keeps it fresh, keeps the bacteria away. So uh, I'm going home uh, with this big clear plastic bag like that piece of cheese is a goldfish um, in, in a huge chunk of brown water. And I'm wa- or a huge bag of brown water. And I'm just walking down the street just like Trey. Um, <laughs> but it's like... I can carry it though. I can carry this big chunk of cheese uh, one-handed. <laughs> so thanks to my Greek man, I get my cheese from. I'm a happy, happy man. I'm a fetas uh, every time I go there. Good so time. He's, he's not that far from you then either. I guess that's convenient. Your cheese mm-hmm. man lives around the corner. Yeah, cheese man. <laughs> oh, he's pretty close. Good. Uh, Lee, you got an answer to this? Yeah, get the cool story bro uh, queued up again. There, okay? uh, There's been some cool stories in this yeah, one, I'll be honest. Yeah. Uh, so you guys know I appreciate a good banana, and uh, we've been using Instacart a lot lately for our deliveries. There was a miscommunication somewhere along the line uh, not too long ago. We ended up with like a, a delivery with 30 bananas uh, in the house. 30 bananas. Yeah. And you're like, I said 300, <laughs> sir. <laughs> what is Where's this? the rest? Yeah. And, uh, and so like, that was just even too many for me and my family. I'm forcing them down the kid's throat. I'm eating four a day. And I was like, nah, we just, uh, we were just sick of bananas there for a while. So, uh, chopped a few up, stuck them in the freezer, but a few just got wasted as well, which I hate, I hate wasting food. I hate wasting bananas, but they were just overripe, overripe bananas are just, ugh, they're gross. Um, so yeah, there you go. Where's that? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Cool know. story, bro. <laughs> yeah, there he is. Con, con the fruiter, I think, let me down that day. I think we... Uh... <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jeannie's working overtime. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right, let's call it there. Let's call it there before we get another cool story, bro, in us. Uh, guys, keep your questions coming. No dunks at theathletic.com. Your emails and your comments for our next Beach Steppin' podcast. And we've been sprinkling them in throughout all of our daily shows as well. So you got... Sending your gold there for us. Um, we'll be back tomorrow 
on Wednesday morning with a brand new podcast breaking down Game 3 of the Western Conference Finals, which is tonight. Lakers lead 2-0, so we're going to be hoping. I see Trace rocking his mile-high shirt there. I guess you're hoping for a, a Denver victory to make things a little interesting, right? That's exactly right. Uh, this is a pivotal Game 3 for the Nuggets. And shout-out to my man Big Smooth coming through with the Denver shirt straight from Denver. You guys are right, though. A lot of jerseys sold out there, even in Colorado. Oh, there you go. There you go. If you haven't already, subscribe to The Athletic. For a dollar a month. That's right. Go to theathletic.com slash no dunks to take advantage of that offer, which is just unbelievable. And if you listen to no dunks on iTunes on Apple, leave your boys a five-star rating and review. I guess um, five-star Friday is just around the corner, really, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, next, got... uh, next Friday. That's right. That's right. We'll be into October. So uh, if you haven't already, leave that five-star rating and review, and you might hear your name on a, on a podcast where we give the five-star Friday love. Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, we appreciate you listening to all the nonsense as we keep Darren deditioning the hits. Oh, no. Uh, I want to just Darren dedition one more hit. Uh, Whatever. You know what I'm saying. You're being a Dan O'Toole is what you are right there. Uh, I'm Jen hedging a little bit. Ah, (laughs) Embrace the day, people. You could stay.